You're listening to Season 10, Episode 154, recorded on January 19th, 2020, live from Austin, Texas, with hosts Becky Jo Neal and Kim Stacy. Our musical guest is hardened and tempered. But first, our show is possible thanks to our patrons and sponsors. Join our community to get exclusive access to content, merch, your own spotlight, and more for as little as $1 a month. Your support helps us continue to showcase local artists. Sign up at cimp.live. That's cimp.live. Thank you for supporting local live music. And remember, to give the podcast a five-star rating, every rating helps these artists get discovered by new fans. And now, brought to you by Music First Hand and their live music booking app, here's comedians interviewing musicians. And welcome to another episode of Comedians Interviewing Musicians. Uh, my name is Becky Joniel. Uh, unfortunately, Kim Stacy is out this evening. She's very sick, so send uh, your tater tots and pears her way. Uh, I know she would appreciate that. I don't know. Comment on uh, one of her Instagram. She's got Lorraine's and Kim's. You should follow Lorraine's Instagram anyway if you're not. Stop what you're doing right now. Just kidding. Uh, we are here with the lovely and talented ladies of Hardened and Tempered. Uh, we have Kristen Davidson and Carolyn Phillips. Give it up. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate you guys being here. Uh, quarantine is kind of crazy, but uh, we can all do it because of the people that support us and love us. We want to thank our Patreon uh, subscribers. You mean everything to us. Like, ser- like, Getting to do the exclusive things, which y'all are about to find out, uh, are, is some of my favorite parts of this show because it feels like we're about to talk to like just our like secret friends, <laughs> and it's <laughs> super fun. So um, I'm super. I don't know why I keep saying the word super. Someone punch me. Um, I'm stoked to have you guys be a part of the Music First Hand family, and thank you again for being here. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah. Okay. For the podcast people, why don't you just both say your names so they know which voice is yours? Sure. I'm Kristen Davidson. I'm Carolyn Phillips. Thanks again. Um, and for the people who are listening on Facebook, I know uh, Jana Pochop is here. Hi, girl. Uh, we interviewed her a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. I have no idea what time is anymore, but I know that that both it's live on YouTube and our Patreon. So be sure to check out that interview and on Facebook as well. And Jason Eastman. Hi, nice to see you. Uh, Jana asked earlier what the preferred bourbon was as of 7 p.m. today. So what are you guys drinking? Blanton. Oh, and for the podcast viewers, the <laughs> these whiskey glasses they have are beautiful. These are vintage. They're my grandmother's. Mm-hmm. Wow. They're like, it's like a sunburst and some like beautiful. Oh, wow. Well, beautiful. I love a vintage moment. We're here for some good bourbon. I'm drinking some <laughs> shitty Jameson because I'm a shitty Irish person. <laughs> Just what we, what we do. Um, but cheers to our patron subscribers and the people who are here. Uh, if you guys are gonna i know that um quarantine times are hard but uh we are all working people out here so we have put on a little ticker at the bottom uh, the venmo and the paypal of hardened and tempered uh and it's h dash tempered on venmo and info at hardened and tempered on paypal and if you find yourself so inclined to toss some dollars kristen and carolyn's way please do that um and we've decided uh they decided we we've been trying to do this thing where we give um an emoji attachment to the tips on venmo and paypal so they know two years down the line when you jeff 
Blurgensturfen, who's listening to this right now, can tip them. Uh, so we're going to do a fist bump and a bourbon glass emoji. And that's how uh, these lovely people from Hard and Tempered will be able to know that you listen to this show. So throw a tip with a fist bump and a bourbon glass, and they will know it is from you and from the show. Uh, Jason Eastman agrees that Blanton's is very good. <laughs> so thanks to you all, the sponsors. Um, Blurgensburgens here. I really hope. We can only pray that, you know, it's made it to that part of whatever made up section of Germany I derived him from. Um, this is the time where I get to ask you about your quarantine experience. I know you guys have an out, al- you produce an album in the middle of quarantine. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Well, um, quarantine, I mean, it's just been complicated. Uh, so it's been a whole roller coaster of emotions. Um, but uh, we found, that making our new album, which is called Hold the Line, which we just released this past week, um, was a really grounding experience. It was it was nice to just disappear into the creative process um, for for moments uh, when we got to, and uh, that sort of um, well, it broke up the monotony of what day is it? <laughs> yeah, what is time? What year is it? Yeah, <laughs> I feel. I mean. Uh, I guess, Carolyn, for you, like when quarantine started, did you think that you were going to finish an album in that time period? Uh, yeah. (laughs) There we go. She's like, I had goals. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We pretty much stick to our calendar. No, (laughs) no, you know, we, um, I guess it really never crossed our minds that we wouldn't, uh, quite honestly. I think that we, we, we had planned to to record it in uh-huh. in 2020 but the so when just, we actually scheduled it kept changing yeah. so we could accommodate and so quarantine. the logistics changed mm-hmm. and how do you go into the studio to record so we had to quarantine for two weeks before and then go in and quarantine after and um so our, our process was different but i don't know I, I don't think it actually crossed our minds that we wouldn't because we just that was really i guess maybe something we just held on to um throughout throughout the quarantine right i mean i think for a lot of people and we talked we talked a little bit about it before in our private conversations, because y'all weren't there, deal with it. We're friends now. Um, the 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 sort of pressure to create something, but also like the internal need to be able to continue to create, especially through times of isolation and uh, you know, sort of creative depravity. Like, was uh, was the album like a driving force, or was it like something that you could look forward to every day? It's definitely something we looked forward to. And um, I mean, I these these songs weren't written in quarantine. So mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, two of them are were uh, finished up at the first part of 2020. Um, and so uh, it's a very different creative process for us, whether we're writing the songs versus going into the studio to record them. So um it was a just a delight and a true joy to focus on the creative process of recording the songs. But on the flip side of that, the um, I mean, I've I've tried to keep a writing routine, um, but I definitely uh, go through much uh, harder periods of just not wanting to write or not wanting to create. So I sort of force myself through it just because I think the routine is good. But um, I guess I've experienced 
both sides of that coin where we had songs in the can we were ready to record and that was a delight and then sort of the brand new creative process um you know mostly it's just a surly roar um i'll go eat some more cookie <laughs> cookie dough type <laughs> you're yeah, a lot you I have think... to treat yourself you have to be able to like <laughs> yeah. reward yourself you really shouldn't tell us that <laughs> we need to stop treating ourselves <laughs> Nonsense. 2021 is all about self-care. And I'm, I believe cookie dough is a self-care pillar. Um, did you, did you like, other than, um, obviously pumping out a new album, uh, just recording the process of that, did you learn any new hobbies? Did you, uh, find anything new that interests you since you can't, you know, we can't be out engaging with people? <laughs> I'm scared to death of what Kristen's going to say right now. <laughs> Don't tell them about the Beanie Baby collection. Don't tell them about my Beanie Baby collection. No. Well, she did declare the other day in a in a strange accent that she had learned a new language in quarantine. <laughs> okay, please explain. She just spoke with an accent and declared look, it. As look, a new I think I have, I've learned a new language. <laughs> okay. I love it. I'm a hundred percent here for it. Well, you know what's funny is that okay, correct. I want I want every history person to come for me in the comments because I want this to be true so bad. But I was watching an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race one time, and two queens were talking about British accents, and one queen was like, "Did you know that the British accent was adopted?" by the Brits after they came over to America and heard how terrible their accent was and they wanted to separate themselves from plebeian American idiocy. So they developed an elitist dialect that made them sound fancier. And I hope it's real because if you that if you if, if that's true, then you just recreated whatever queen that was like, this is a new language. We're gonna talk like this now because the Americans are dirty and it will be spectacular. What did you do in quarantine? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I developed a language. Like, oh my, oh. So obviously, uh, we're a little stir crazy. <laughs> what is, okay, apart from reinventing a reinvention of a potential snobby, shady active that just invented an entire dialect of people, what, uh, what's the weirdest thing you've done in quarantine? Oh, weirdest. Hmm. Well, when I start becoming creature, like Kristen tells me, I need to leave the house. <laughs> creature like mm. Kristen, please explain. Well, <laughs> she'll crawl into furniture differently. Um, just, just, just the act of crawling. And then I'll be like, it's time for you to like run some errands. and <laughs> <laughs> It's time for you to run some errands. Oh, no. That's but as exciting as it gets. <laughs> you need to fill the car up with gas. It's full. Fill the car up with gas. Oh, no. See, okay. Crawling on furniture differently. So or is this just like a you're just trying to rethink how to sit on this couch? Is this an impulsion? Uh, Walk me through this. Oftentimes Gosh. think our dog is smarter than we are. She so is. I thought, you know, maybe she has some. Maybe she knows something we don't know. <laughs> Honestly, though, that's not wrong. Sometimes I look at my dog and I'm like, you're the snarkiest asshole I've ever met. But why are you so smart? Like, I didn't give you permission to figure out how to open a door. I don't know why <laughs> you thought. It was okay. Ooh, Spring Willow Lee is here. Creature-like. LOL. Yes. 
Yeah, when you said that, I was imagining like for some reason, like she sprouted eight legs out of her back and is crawling around the house. And you're like, no, (laughs) ma'am. So she may mimic that. Like, that's a really good illustration. Like, so she literally doesn't have eight sprung legs, but she will maybe imagine it and and mimic what that might look like. Um, And then she'll scare herself because she can't deal with spiders or bugs. So. It's like, I do not. I am scary. Everyone agrees. <laughs> Although I did have, I had a friend uh, who, when we were in elementary school and middle school, and she was the first person to show me my first scary movie in her dad's like football surround sound basement. So it was like a double. And I was like maybe eight or nine. And I'm pretty sure it was the ring. It was maybe like 10. And she showed me the ring and I panicked. And I, to this day, have a fear of crawling children. Just don't like it. I don't like it at any speed. Mm-hmm. And this one would wait until we were all asleep at the sleepover. And then wait, she had bunk beds. So we couldn't run. Like, where are we going to go? Like, at, uh, And she would start crawling from the end of her room in the dark and wait for us to wake up. Like, is there something in the room? And then she would really fast crawl underneath her bed. <laughs> Yeah, she had a kid and I was like, I swear if your child does not wake you up like Mara from the ring, I'm going to call. I'm going to personally babysit and make sure she's the first she sees the ring at eight years old and scares the hell out of you. Uh, (laughs) I think it is time for a song. Um, People watching on Facebook, if you showed up just now, we we put a little ticker on the bottom of uh, Harden and Temper's Venmo. So if you're enjoying the song, you're having a good time, please toss some money their direction. So uh, they're working hard for the money. That's that's the point. Uh, (laughs) And I would love you all to see the lovely and talented Hardened and Tempered. Thank you. Well, this song's actually about a spider, so... (laughs) Good segue. Good segue. (laughs) It's called Magnolia, and it's off our new album called Hold the Line. Sugar tree, sugar tree. Clean, sweet sugar tree, glossy smile so pristine, sipping juleps in the shade, forget what's been swept away, you know only what's evergreen, when the fog rolls in along the levee, summer sends a shiver and brings you to your knees, that's the wild catching you. Oh, Magnolia, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. Oh, Magnolia, oh, anchor line falling down, falling down, drifting on a gentle Wrap me in a silken tapestry Frost falls, winter's dressed in lace You feel that little whisper dance across your face That's the wild 
catching you. Okay, well, the online engagement, other, okay, some <laughs> spring will at least, I imagine sloth-like movement, which is adorable. <laughs> Just adorable. Um, oh, and the spring will also loved Magnolia, and Sandy Coe says, Magnolia is my fave. Thanks, Sandy. <laughs> uh, we want to send a quick shout out to Cher uh, T at Cher T Realtors. Um, her and her girl, Waffles the Chicken Purse. Um, are selling and buying houses left and right. And I know a lot of people are in transitional points in their life coming to the hump of this uh, quarantine. A lot of people, I mean, it's been almost a year. Some people's leases are up. So if you need to get a new house or you need to sell your house, please contact Cher T. She is the one to go for. Um, and Cecily Allman is giving you applause. Hey, so, hi, Cecily. <laughs> uh, and also just another quick shout out to uh, some of our sponsors, Jake Fart, Fire Guitar Studios. If you are wanting to, you're in, so inspired by these beautifully talented people that you would like to learn guitar. Jake Farr will teach you um, and Gerald Bailey will teach you how to cook at geraldbaileyskitchen.com. Uh, Debbie Stanley's got your house concert and concert needs. The Wallens are an incredible group that you'd love to follow. They're a uh, husband and wife. They're absolutely charming, beautiful folk singers, travelers. They have cute dogs. Please go follow them. Jeff Plankenhorn, if you don't know, is a legend and is truly one of the kindest people you can meet. He's super loving and just like, He's like a fun uncle. I just love him. Yeah, uh, Brian be. Wolf, the less fun uncle. Just kidding. Brian Wolf is gorgeous. We love him. Uh, please support Brian Wolf. He's got a new podcast, Greetings from Wherever. Greetings from Nowhere. Greetings from I've been on it and I don't even know. Jesus, someone fire me. Um, and <laughs> we'd like to give a special shout out to our most favorite Patreon subscribers and fans, Earl and Ray. We miss you and I love you. And I know uh, Kim wanted me to tell you guys that we just can't wait to be out back in the scene um so wear a mask and we can do this um thanks again to the wonderful talent of hardened and tempered um kristen and carolyn this is the portion of our show um kim is not here but i get to play kim so uh gird your loins no uh she usually <laughs> uh, she does a lot of creeping for us she's our internet nancy drew sleuth master um and she does a really good job of kind of creeping on the instagram going to the website um, Facebooks and whatnot. Ironically, she does not have a Facebook, but she's a millennial and she will find that shit. Um, but 
uh, we she really wanted to know um, sort of like because there's very rarely like on your platforms for your band there's very little like separation because you're a group and she wanted to know more about you individually so some of these questions we're just going to have you answer them both mm-hmm. uh, is there something you wish that your fans or people not in the music business could see like a behind the scenes thing or like her examples are like making and sending out an album picking out the stage outfits for your tour picking uh, the puzzle of fitting everything in a car for tours etc like what is something you wish people outside of the music business could understand about your process we tend to travel like the clampets <laughs> um, so we will i mean it doesn't matter if it's an overnight or or a sh- you know a gig down the street <laughs> we will be prepared for armageddon and a deprivation of coffee um oh. so we, we pack everything with us wherever we go we always. always travel with our coffee pot or I don't some know how form to cut, of coffee cut maker <laughs> That's smart because it's not. That's not always a promise. Even in the hotels where they're like, "This is a coffee machine," I'm like, "Is it?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it, it may it may make coffee, but does it make drinkable coffee? Right. Different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Um, I feel like the live stream setup should now be something that people outside the music business should try to understand, like what we do here and and the complicated nature in which getting, you know, three or four different uh, like personalities on a streaming system that's all going to run the same thing and have the sound mix. Like, I would love if everyone understood how complicated that is. Like, have you ever tried to teach your ancient aunt how to use Facebook? Yeah. Um, well, we tend to have to be solving our tech problems in the and also solving the tech problems for family states away. So it's all sort of simultaneously. But like today, uh, um, we started our own sound check and um, for some reason, everything was overdriven. It's wrong. And so it was trial and error where we would set up a Zoom link to record and then play it back and, and then you know, tinker and we started our pre-recording process at four thirty. Damn. So, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, I'm sure there's a better way to do it, but that was that was uh the level of problem solving yeah. we had to it's when so Kristen does all of the tech stuff and I am completely useless with the tech side of things. And so like an example of that is we when we just did our live um, performance for the album release, um, Kristen was like so intense and just working all of it, doing it all of it, doing all of the, you know, all of the computer stuff that I don't I don't ever do. And um, I knew my, my main role in that moment was to keep my mouth shut and to not make a, not make a sound, not cause her anxiety to go up. So I went, you know, so I was like just pacing around the house as she was trying to get things to go. And it was a very stressful moment. It's hard. People don't understand. Like there's so many things that are outside of your control and there's certain, you know, softwares that don't communicate with each other. And those are things that like, I took a, I mean, I'm, I'm of the generation that like in elementary school, we had computer classes, which was unprecedented to my sister who was, you know, like five years older than me. You know what I mean? Like that, that doesn't make any sense. Like that, they do not teach us how to do this in yeah, school. Right. It's hard. It's hard. Also, um, I, this is just super sweet. I'm, 
I'm guessing this is from a, a baby, but uh, Julia Eastman in quotes, I recognized this song when they said Magnolia and it's from Grayson. Oh, Grayson's my four-year-old, four-year-old nephew. <laughs> it is a baby. Okay, good. I was like, please don't be an adult. Please don't be an adult. But <laughs> sounded like a little sweet baby thing. Um, Way to confirm first. Yes, I just, I think maybe. Uh, no, that's, yeah, because I'm Aunt Bubbles to my, one of my nephews. So every time he sees Bubbles or oh. hears the word Bubbles, he's like, me? I'm like, nah, I wish, I wish. What if I could be like Glinda and just come down in a bubble? Oh, I'd be that's the sick ass aunt. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I'm from Kansas. It might as well happen. Um, Nebraska. Okay. What? I know. <laughs> Nebraska. See, normally is I'm I'm a I'm a K State Wildcat and the and the Huskers, we hate each other. Um but I did have one positive interaction with the Nebraska Husker at a bar in Manhattan. And it's because we both didn't know we were watching like we were I I'm like a notorious for like, I'm not gonna wear this shirt. The shirt's ugly. Yes, I'm here for the Wildcats, but the shirt is ugly. I'm not wearing that shirt. So I'd be like an all black, the only person in all black at the football game. I'm like, what? And and this guy was also in all black and we were sitting at the bar and we were trying to be like, yeah, we're also not watching the game. We're watching the game. And he like knocked his like nacho cheese in my direction. I was like, oh man, it's cool. Like anything for a Wildcat. And he literally looked at me like, <laughs> what you thought I was and I was like you're in a bar in my town okay get out and I like thought we were friends for like a second and then and then he walked away and and he came back around he's like by the way that was the funniest thing that's happened to me all day and I'm just gonna thank you for that and that was the only positive but I'm gonna add this one to my most positive interaction awesome. with a person from Nebraska <laughs> awesome you, you win you win you were dressed like a black shirt that's why i didn't yeah i just didn't know he was like oh so you also want to hurt people no okay calm down um this one's fun too and we've asked this question before but i'm very curious to hear about yours because before the podcast started we did talk a little bit about some uh crime dramas and some uh jurisdictional dramas uh what show or movie would you be happy to make a soundtrack for can be already existing or something yet to come, maybe a genre. Ooh, Thelma and Louise. Oh, <laughs> that's great. I mean, a good one. I love the soundtrack as is. But, but if I you could also be on it, I mean, I think it, yes, to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. That that would be uh, favorite movie, excellent soundtrack. It would be great to jump in on to on that soundscape yeah if Harden and Temper was on the Thelma and Louise track it might be as big as the Bodyguard soundtrack that could be it (laughs) I'd be here for it Uh, what about you Carolyn oh I don't know if I've got one of those (laughs) she'd have to remember a movie (laughs) or like or if you could you know you could score a genre of a film like what's your favorite film genre (laughs) rom-com oh yeah no you guys would be great in a rom-com are you kidding I like it light and easy, and I like a happy ending. Lots of harmonies. <laughs> Lots of harmonies. Ooh, so what if we, we, are you like a holiday person? 
You mean the show or like the genre? Like, the, like, are you like a like a Christmas person at all? Like, do, are you like really into the holidays? Because what if you did a rom com Christmas movie that goes straight to Hallmark but has the only good redeemable thing about it is the happy go lucky beautiful soundtrack that's still kind of Christmassy? I think we could create that. Mm -hmm. I think we could create what what we think is actually missing sometimes. A hundred percent. Like sometimes it's the authenticity that's missing, right? Like, and your guys's music is so like honest and but it's um i don't want to use the word raw is not right but it's kind of like like bare it's like even magnolia even the lyrics in magnolia are like yeah the flower is pretty but i'm not it's like mm -hmm. the lace cool part about you flower like yeah. that, kind of, that kind of thing it's very like honest uh -huh. mm -hmm. thanks yeah rom-coms lack honesty because no one's ever that cute on a first meet cute. Like you don't run into the airport. You don't meet someone in the airport and be like, wow, that dude is hot. Like no one in the airport. Um, ooh, Jana Potop wants to know, if you could go to New Orleans right now, what's the first thing you'd eat? It's a great um, question. You cut out. Where would oh, we go? If you go to New Orleans right now, what's the first thing that you would eat? I was just thinking the other day, Cafe Nanu. <laughs> But specifically, if you could eat anything like. Oh, uh, well, they're all crepes, which would be great. Um, but beignets are, I mean, beignet. we're, we're bourbon and beignet. We like that pairing. So usually if there's a fresh beignet, we'll grab it. <laughs> I mean, 100%. Although I like feel like I've only been to New Orleans one time and it's where I had my first oyster, which was an experience. I'm again, Nebraska, Kansas. Right. We don't know those things. <laughs> and like the grossest thing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very like it was very fancy to me. And I feel like this the setup was super casual. And I'm like, but isn't this like what rich people eat? Like, why are we doing this? And there was so much dirt involved and I wasn't prepared for the dirt. But I think I might have just had a bad one. I would do it again. And I feel like if I had to go to New Orleans right now, I would like try an oyster again just because I've been locked up for a year. And fuck it, just nope, like who cares? But I don't know. If you could go to New Orleans right now and do anything fun, like entertainment wise, what would you do? Frenchman Street. <laughs> Anywhere. Just like that's weaving in and out of the of the bars. And we were actually on Frenchman Street one time um, and ran into Cindy Lopper. So that's it's a nice memory. Was Jenna with us? Uh, for the podcast listeners, my face just fell off. Wait, what? You you ran into her? Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, she a couple sheets to the wind. <laughs> so there was uh, some bobbing and weaving. <laughs> but very cool. She just played a phenomenal set at Jazz Fest. And um, so it was like seeing the unicorn in the pasture. <laughs> Yeah, Jana Pochop just commented, I was not there, damn it, in all caps. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> okay, the most exciting things I saw in New Orleans when I was there, granted it was for my friend's 40th birthday party, so we hit a strip club, was a stripper wearing full Santa Walmart lingerie in the middle of October. Oh. It was like, no, it was like early October. And she had like Santa, like Mrs. Claus get up. And I'm like, I respect it. And my work wife ran away drunk at three in the morning and came home with over $500 worth of vintage Polly Pocket toys that she found on the ground. Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah, she just came back. And by the way, she lost her pants somehow in the 
in and she was wearing a leotard but she came back and i had this video of my other friend and i sitting on our airbnb airbnb porch like wasted and then we hear kind of squawking and we see a little bit of sequin moving around and we're like oh rachel's coming back and like a little beacon of drunk hope she walks down the street her like like white thighs are like gleaming at us. I'm like, where are your pants? <laughs> she did not know. <laughs> oh, no. She did not know. She met some girl at a bar on an ex- on an ex- uh, an extravaganza moment, and she started making out with some girl. Found out she was like 20, ran away, and then like came back. And on the way home, she found this bag of toys and said free shit on it. And she opened it up, and it was like Polly Pocket, like the clasp. It's like the little clamshells and we googled it and like you know some pieces were selling on ebay for like 200 bucks i'm like that was a score even though we thought she might have died she <laughs> that's amazing it was a, a right that's a wild one that's yeah. a wild one i wasn't expecting that we were fully expecting unsolved mysteries to come up to us six months later like do you know where your friend is we have no idea <laughs> do you not know i don't know um this is this is the last Kim question uh, before we go to a couple of songs. But what band or artist would you scream with joy if they covered one of your songs, dead or alive? If I think we're having. Oh, no. Dang it. I was like, oh, no, now you're freezing. Oh. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can yeah. hear you. Okay. Sorry. What band or artist would you scream with joy if they covered one of your songs, dead or alive? Oh, so many. I mean, Dolly Parton, if I think I would spontaneously combust. Mm-hmm. So I, we love Dolly. <laughs> All day. Yeah. She could sing Magnolia. She'd knock it out of the park. Yeah, <laughs> she'd find some beautiful top harmony on that, and it would just be. Mm-hmm. She yeah. could yodel. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she can do whatever she wants. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's alive. Who? What artist uh, is no longer with us that you would want to collaborate or or have them cover your songs? So, the person I listen to the most when I just want to turn on music is Nina Simone exactly and I just disappear into her songs Mm -hmm. and her expression her musicality her voice everything about it is transformative so she's a favorite oh a hundred percent the dreaminess what about you Carolyn no I was actually gonna say Nina Simone and I actually thought like especially dreaming of someone to cover who maybe isn't alive like even more so like something that you could never do and that oh, yeah. that's mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah Nina's I mean fun. like I think that's why I love listening to her because like we can't I could never make that sound whatever <laughs> sound she produces with her you know majestic throat and vocal cords like never in my wildest dreams could I even come close to that um so but it would be cool to hear them layered oh my gosh <laughs> I don't yeah there's something about yeah Nina Simone is one of the artists like when you hear people like cover her music it, it's hard it's it's like Stevie Nicks or like or so even like some people can really do a good Celine Dion but ra- rarely can anyone do a good Nina Simone right, right. Mm-hmm. yeah that's a yeah oh John Jason Eason said I could hear Johnny Cash covering something with June Carter a hundred percent 
That's yep. a good one. Thanks. That is a good one. <laughs> oh, come on, Jason. Wait, is Jason Eastman and Grayson? This, this is your your uh your yeah. nephew's baby daddy and mama. Wait, who's yep. who? Yep. So Grayson is the is the four year old. Then Julia and Jason are. Julia's my sister. Jason's my brother in law. <laughs> How many uh, are you both from big families? What's what's are you not like are you the youngest middle only child i'm the middle child hell yeah you're the you're the oldest youngest youngest Ooh, i love a middle and a youngest combo that's <laughs> that's my because it's there's two completely different kinds of people that's a fact yeah. like that's a very big fact and my best friends and i none of us have an oldest sibling friend because the youngest and the middle seem to get each other the most oh interesting because the oldest one's always like look at all the sacrifices i've made for you I'm like whatever <laughs> right like okay sorry you only got mom and dad's sole attention you bitch like sorry <laughs> you got that you made me a parent <laughs> yeah yeah like please our firstborn no one says that about the second born or the third no born cares. like no one cares no <laughs> on that note let's hear a couple more songs from hardened and tempered we're gonna hear a couple more we're gonna come back uh with a quick little game and a question and then after that we're gonna cut the stream so you have time right now to join Patreon. Uh, and if you want to, in a couple of days, we'll be able to put up this incredible exclusive interview we're gonna give you afterwards. But if you wanna toss some dollars at uh, Kristen and Carolyn right now, their Venmo and PayPal is tickered at the bottom. So please send. Great. Yes, with a fist bump and a bourbon glass. So get on that. This is a couple of more songs from Hardened and Tempered, ladies and gentlemen. All the, all the songs we're playing tonight are off of our new album called Hold the Line. And this next song is called Counting the Cars. Oops. I just got run over. Okay. <laughs> I was born and I'll die. Sends to life as much time as I can. A cage painted white. Holds as much hope as a wedding dress wrapped in barbed wire. If I'd free my mind, I'd come a ride with each car that comes into view. Imagine a road that goes anywhere, and I just want to go home. day of the week rain shine or texarkana heat my time is told watching the road counting the cars go by counting the cars go by 
the space in between I may dare to dream but nothing good grows in a garden of steel and concrete no letters no calls no one at all since mama must have passed away if only I knew that restless and Texarkana heat My time is told Watching the road Counting the cars go by Counting the cars go by As an old pair of leather boots Cause even a shoe gets a new soul When the old one's been worn through An hour every day, every day of the week Rain, shine, or Texarkana heat My time is told, watching the road next song is called uh, Crossroads and it also is on our new album called Hold the Line and uh, I wrote it, um, it I wrote it a long time ago in a completely different version and then it made different revisions and um, uh, this current vision, a version I, uh, I wrote when I was uh, preparing to argue at the Supreme Court um, because I was under a lot of stress and uh, feeling conflicted. Mm -hmm. So it's called Crossroads. My heart's held out like a lantern in the night. Dreams burn with kerosene to cast a shaft of light. But I summon from the shadows of fear that keeps me paralyzed. I can't stay, I can't go. The middle of a maze with a broken compass rose. The stars are dark, the wind is slow. Standing on the crash course, crossroads. I walked each mile with the map you made for me. 
each step willingly I know what could have been Is what will never be I can't stay I can't go In the middle of a maze With a broken compass rose Stars are dark wind is slow. I'm standing on the crash course, crossroads. I don't know where I'm going, but I don't want to be where I am now. I never turned a corner, but somehow I got tired. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was hard and tempered. Uh, thank you again so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. This is Kristen and Carolyn of Hardened and Tempered. If you are having a good time, please tip them below on the ticker uh, at h-tempered on Venmo and info at Hardened and Tempered on uh, PayPal. Um, we've got a lot of people who are replying with little applause emojis jason eastman jana uh les delka sandy co cecily allman everybody's having a great time thank you so much for tuning in everybody watching we appreciate you um if you're liking what you're seeing and you want to see other artists that presumably you will know uh jana pocha being one of them uh we've interviewed like 160 people by now so <laughs> tune thank you like tune into our stuff join our patreon um we've got some really cool um we're trying this out if you refer a friend like let's say you want to you have a friend who you think might really enjoy the show and you tell them about it and they join our patreon and let us know we would love to roast your friend 
on our show. We will take three to five minutes of our entire show to roast your friend. Kim and I will write jokes. It will be sweet and heartfelt and loving, but it will still be a roast. And uh, we think it'll be really sweet. Oh, Kathy Cox says, great job, Carolyn and Kristen. Uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in, you guys. Um, this is the segment of the show where we like to do a little game. Hmm. Uh, I am an idiot. I, I told them this pre-interview, but I feel like I should also be transparent with our audience. I don't know how to write a calendar. Numbers, hard. Days of the week, impossible. So I thought this interview was happening three weeks ago because I, again, don't know how to read my own handwriting. And I had, you know, had this whole game, like your top 20s of 2020. But I think now, because we're in the first three weeks of the year, so much shit has happened uh, <laughs> for the podcast listeners. Again, my brain fell out of my face just remembering <laughs> these last three weeks. Um, tomorrow's a whole brand new day. Whew, God bless brand it. Uh, praise be. My mom and I are popping champagne at seven in the morning. That is absolutely <laughs> happening. Um, and for the podcast listeners, democracy. Uh, <laughs> anywho, we're going to do your top faves of 2021 so far. So I'm going to ask you certain things. And I want you, each one of you to tell me of your favorite categories thus far this year have met that. Um, what is your top binged TV show or your favorite TV show or new series that you have discovered in 2021? <laughs> your Honor. Oh, 100%. Brian, yeah, with Brian Cranston. It's very good. Mm -hmm. New Orleans-based um, crime drama. Intense. It is very intense. If you're one of the people who can't handle uh like cliffhangers or like deep intense family drama probably not a good one but if you love to punish yourself with not knowing what's going to happen to brian cranston's character for a whole six days mm -hmm. you'll watch it <laughs> kristen or carolyn are you watching anything fun um well i'm re i've watched a lot of tv i feel like but the only thing that's coming to my mind right now is big mouth which oh my god why did i know you were gonna say that <laughs> i don't know why i thought it in my head i was like i hope she says big mouth because i'm also so good for okay for oh anyone who's unfamiliar with big mouth it is an animated tv show that ex, uh, that explores um hormones and preteen puberty and it is genius yeah yes yeah it is fantastic it is <laughs> that i i feel like we've seen two seasons now since covid hit I don't, or maybe I just rewatched. Um, yeah. I, I may have rewatched uh, the series, but it's <laughs> truly so, a delight. Anybody with a teenager, and, and anyone who's not like that's the thing is, I watched um, what are those the Y ninety two or the ninety two Y what what, what that that New York uh, sort of TED talky series, and it was Nick Kroll, John Mulaney, uh, okay. several of the creators like Andrew Goldberg, Jesse Klein. It had all these voice actors that were on. Jason Manstukas was on there. They were all talking about the show and. They had a Q&A afterwards and they're like, do you think Big Mouth should be taught as sex ed? And they were like, absolutely not. But do we think that sex ed is lacking 100%? Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where the, the metaphor is so strong and so fervent mm -hmm. and it makes so much sense. And everybody relates to it because it is bizarre. <laughs> well, and I mean, Maya Rudolph as a hormone monster, like I, she's just it. I mean, bow down, bubble bath. Bow. 
was yeah. just going to be a bubble bath. Bubbles. Yes. And to top it off, they made the move this year. And Jenny Slate and her privilege and power and prowess made the move this year to remove herself from that character because she plays a biracial character on the show. She's a, It's a voice act. It's obviously a cartoon. We can't make uh, Maya Rudolph a real-life hormone monstrous as much as we wish we could. <laughs> I, I, I think, and especially right after the Black Lives Matter movement, Jenny Slate realized representation really does matter. And I'm going to remove myself from this role. And they cast someone of color for that role who is brilliant. Like, mm-hmm. And they... I, Hands, if y'all aren't watching Big Mouth, oh. Big Mouth I'm, in your honor. I'm jealous if someone hasn't seen Big Mouth that they can watch three seasons now. Right. You can just binge for two days. And you know what? If you find yourself watching Your Honor now and you're caught up in the next six episodes, you, between sixth <laughs> and seventh episode, could feasibly watch all of Big Mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fill that time. Easy. Easy. Oh, I love that. Okay. Um. <laughs> Have you found a new song, band, or artist since 2021 that you would like to uh, shout out or champion? Uh, in the last three weeks. I know, that's kind of hard. In the last three weeks. But in 2020, I would say my number one was actually Gaslighter. Ooh. Yeah. That was my number one listen, I think, last year. Okay, so what's your number one listen of last year, Kristen? Um, love Gaslighter, but I was pretty blown away with Folklore, Taylor Swift. That was um, a favorite. Um, but I have to say, uh, uh, yeah, three weeks we've been just working our tails off to get our <laughs> album out. So um, <laughs> I haven't really been listening to uh, new stuff. But what we do do, which is delightful, is... Um, if we know we're going to be uh, spun on a program, we usually try and tune in. And so we've gotten to listen to program three. And um, what it makes us do is stop for an hour and listen. And we appreciate how wonderful it is to have music curated by a human being and not an algorithm. And um, we've really, we've, so we've heard a lot of new stuff. I haven't, I haven't been engaged in a way to like write down names of new stuff that have that has uh you know grabbed me but that process of living uh, uh listening to radio programs um and then of course you know we're always sort of like giggling that we're pulled into that mix and there we are but but um radio is still so important i think anything that's human powered is so important um so that's what i've been reflecting on in three weeks <laughs> i love that no it's perfect i mean it makes sense because you, you can't if you don't have the time to devote to like exploring it's because you're devoting your time to creating and producing like that's 100 percent. um do you have a favorite like uh at home recipe anything you've cooked for yourself in the last three weeks you're like damn i am a goddess this is working for me i am martha stewart <laughs> Okay, well, we don't bake very often, but we did bake cookies over Christmas, Mm -hmm. and they were damn good cookies. (laughs) We were pretty impressed. (laughs) Did you do like a cookie exchange? uh, Well, we did deliver to some friends, which was fun. Um, But and then we hoarded. 
Yeah, then we ate a lot of them. Yeah, we ate a lot of cookies. <laughs> That's actually how we got through the coup as we were watching the news. We did. We polished off a couple <laughs> bins of uh, cookies watching the news. So, well, I mean, I was. Uh, I was making fun of myself earlier because I'm surrounded by my weird miniatures that I can't stop making. But that's what I was doing during the coup. I had my AirPods in. And I was listening to my dumbass podcast. And I'm having a grand old time. And I'm thinking to myself like, oh, like nothing's happening on TV. I purposefully started doing my model because I didn't want to watch his speech and I didn't want to watch this dumb march. And I was like, okay, it's going to be over because... They don't have a whole lot of loyalty. <laughs> so it's like, can't be that long. I and then half of them are on walkers. So I don't really think we're going to last that long. And it was like, I, and two hours into it, my mom is screaming and I take my AirPods out. I'm like, Jesus, they're in the building. Like, uh, how is, <laughs> I, I leave this city for five minutes to work on my tiny miniature podcast studio. <laughs> and uh, for the podcast listeners, I'm a sad person. I've been making miniature dollhouse homes and we're up to five. I'm working on my sixth one, but no, that's, that's not a thing. Yeah. They can't be. No, mm -mm. that's fair. We'll move on. Okay. When was, uh, the best laugh you have had in 2021, the hardest you have laughed in 2021. That's hard to distinguish because we actually laugh all the time. Oh. I there's not, I mean, really, like we, that's, there's rarely a day that we're, something doesn't strike, strike us and we, well, and we laugh hard. What just happened when we were at our desks? Uh, there are like, there are so we're many weird, moments in a day so. and we were, live in a really small house and we have our offices set up in one really tiny room that this nice little divider oh. divides. You, you zoomed with your pajamas oh on. that's yeah. what happened all of a sudden one day okay this is this was funny all of a sudden one day like I was scrambling to get my act together for a zoom meeting for work I was like you know preparing for the meeting mascara. I, I got my mascara on I did my hair I get on like I'm all professional onto my zoom meeting and then the video comes up and I'm still in my pajamas <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, ah! and I quickly shut the Zoom video off. <laughs> but the best thing is, is that it was a shirt that had a a sleepy donkey that says, "I don't do mornings," and it was noon. <laughs> My meeting was at noon. And <laughs> noon is the morning, as far as I'm concerned. No, I had been working all morning. But in my pajamas and <laughs> uh, Spring Willie says candlesticks with three exclamation points. And Shirley Davidson said, what about laughing about the reindeer? The rain. Oh, OK. <laughs> this is good. Shirley Davidson is my mom. Oh, hi, mom. <laughs> we uh, we were we visited them and over Thanksgiving and we went to see and they're in Nashville and we went to see the um a Chihuly glass exhibit at Cheekwood. It's an outdoor thing. So we're all masked and everything like that. And uh, my mom, Carolyn and I had, it, we were getting tired. It was cold and we were trying to find our way out. It's night and there's a maze and we didn't want to have to walk more than we had to. And um, my, <laughs> there were two live reindeer um, that uh, uh, I guess were on exhibit and um uh, my mom got sort of flustered and walked right up to this 
young southern blonde lady and my mom goes where's the reindeer (laughs) and like really sort of crazy voice and carolyn and i are sort of taken aback and (laughs) so is this woman and she goes (laughs) ma'am and then my mom goes where's the reindeer (laughs) show me the reindeer lady (laughs) and And nobody gets hurt had a moment of self-reflection of like, oh, I can't believe I just did this. But, you know, especially in COVID and my mom's mask and where's the reindeer? And we, uh, I mean, we could hardly find the reindeer because we were laughing so hard. Laughing so and crying we've for been a long time. Reflecting on that. She's got a little like switchblade comb in her purse. Like, tell me where the reindeer are. I swear. It was a hiking stick, actually. Oh, <laughs> perfect. He takes the, ten- like, my dad would take the tennis ball off of his cane and be like, what are you doing, man? No. I will say that uh, the cookies reminded me of the hardest. It was technically 2020 because I sent them out for Christmas, but I also did cookie boxes and I sent them out to my friends and I sent a few, like, I, like me, family and whatever. And I sent a few out to Austin and I sent some to my producer, Chris. Um, and he sent me this picture and he was with the caption, we got presents. They have to wait till Christmas day, dot, 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 grumpy puppies. And for the podcast listeners, I'm showing a picture of a Weimariner and a Weimariner pity lab mix or something sniffing at a box underneath a Christmas tree. Okay. And I had, I sent two boxes. One, one had the gifts in it and then well, they were wrapped. And then one was like a, white cake box with twine on it and a card and and he sent me that picture of like these two dogs like hovering over the scene i was like chris there are cookies in that box get that off the floor there are chocolate dipped pretzels in there like are you trying to kill the dogs and i was i laughed so hard because like obviously it was just the juxtaposition of like them just not knowing that that box was full of cookies and dumb yeah chris just commented our puppies went bonkers i'm like yeah you'd think if my dog only sniffed out one box and the bottom of christmas tree it's either full of bacon which would be very weird for someone to give me or it's full of cookies okay so we just have to tell chris that we're weimreiner owners as well and love 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 our weimreiners love our wimeys <laughs> and i mean that boss box would have been obliterated so we understand oh. the, the the challenge of having a cookie box with a Weimariner in the house yeah Weimariners are grown are are 100 pound toddlers yeah mm-hmm. it, it, Chris just came on the god mic saying we're totally new best friends yeah it's having a Weimariner is almost like being in the same religion and I will Absolutely tell you it really is my best friend in elementary school her parents had two giant uh, boy Weimariners and they were like 120, 150 pound dogs. Like we're big ass dogs yeah. and they would run through the house and it was this old, um, like, uh, 1830, like built out with these incredibly original wood floors and they would run around the house. And if you were downstairs, it was like Jurassic park. You're like, no, like they- <laughs> Yeah, we know something. that pose yeah <laughs> like if they're running if you can hear them running to the couch like brace yourself it's like holly hunter and incredibles brace yourselves like it's bad <laughs> yes we understand <laughs> and then cut to cut to college i'm still great friends with lucia shout out to lucia Akel. leslie and i watches the show sometimes hi leslie shout out to one time in college i thought i was gonna barf in my sleep because I was drunk in college on (laughs) Lucia's couch and one of her dogs saw me I'm assuming gagging in my sleep and snooted me in the face until I got up and he was like get up you don't barf on the couch I get yelled at if I barf on the couch you're gonna go and he 
he got my drunk ass to the bathroom. Like, oh, he woke me up. Dog. <laughs> good dog. Good dog. Yeah, he's a good he, wines are the best. Claudia Kulaga. Come on, Claudia. That's Chris's wife and and oh. Weimariner baby mama. Sandy oh. Coast says, Daisy is your Weimariner named Daisy? Yes. <laughs> oh, I love a big galoot of a dog named something so delicate. <laughs> Oh, Claudia's freaking out, apparently. Yes. <laughs> it's fact, the truth. Yes, my mom. Yeah. Chris oh. says they're like drunk toddlers on Coke. It's, yep. <laughs> my mom just joined a bunch of Weimariner groups and she was reporting that there would be people with young Weimariners. And the thing about Weimariners is you have to survive until they're like six. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so everyone was like, I have this Weimariner, I love it, but you know, it was like sitting on him and and my mom said no one offered helpful advice. They just were like, And don't you love it? Isn't don't it you wonderful? just love it? <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly how my family is. Ain't that about a wine? Isn't that adorable? <laughs> yeah, oh, I love it. Oh, see, that's the thing. Like, I cause my dog's a per, uh, uh, Mexican hairless dog, and all the groups that I have her with like, why is my dog so prickly? And I'm like, I don't know. No one knows. We don't know. <laughs> that's a dog for dressing. Yeah, she wears a lot of clothes. She does. <laughs> and she likes it. It's weird. If I ask her if she wants to put on a sweater, she like gets all excited and dances around. I'm like, okay. But then cut to a couple weeks ago, she gets her first snow in Kansas City. Oh. And she's running around in the backyard with her feet going through it, like with her mouth, like a shovel, like, hang, 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 hang. like this is the best day of my life. I'm freezing, but I don't care. I'm like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> it's very weird. Okay. I'm going to ask you one more uh, uh, top 20 of the first three weeks of 2021. And then we're going to get into our last song and then we're going to cut the stream. So if you have any questions, people online, now is the time to ask is after this song, I'll be able to ask the questions that you want to hear. I do have one on lock if you don't get there, but I will be there if you are there. So if you want to ask a question, please do. And uh, as far as the Venmo and PayPal situation goes, you know how it is. Uh, it's pinned below. It's at H dash tempered on Venmo and at info dot harden or info at harden and tempered.com on patreon uh and you want to send a fist bump and a bourbon glass emoji so that they know that you listen to the show um branding and taxes that's what that's for so my final question is of 2021 oh that is not the right i wrote vacation that see that was the 2021 that made no damn sense um okay your favorite thing about 2021 since then we're gonna go with uh trends is there like an online trend that you've noticed or i know that like carolyn said she's not super into pop culture but did you learn anything super cool like oh i can uh do my hair like this or i can clean my bathtub like this thanks to tiktok like have you learned any fun cool internet hacks or trends i don't think so <laughs> i've learned <She's> like nothing <laughs> Any, uh, I don't think so. I, uh, mm -mm. The only, the TikTok <laughs> that we can't get enough of, yeah. but I'm confused. I'm sort of confused by TikTok. Um, <laughs> uh, I appreciate the the best of TikTok that migrates over to like Twitter, but. Oh um, yeah, the good stuff. It's, I guess it's a whippet that keeps getting dressed up and it's like. Right, the like. Have you seen that? Um, Tika, I think her name is Tika the Iggy. I love. I follow her. But I'm confused because there, she shows up 
multiple times with multiple names, and I don't understand the TikTok. But we watch those pretty yeah. pretty regularly, and, and our say friend no Spring sends a lot. To us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the one that's like, here are all the outfits that I would have worn this season yeah. if it would have gone out. <laughs> yeah, it is too much. I don't care. I was gonna. Yeah. I couldn't wear it. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. The first time I saw that, I immediately sent it to a friend of mine who's Cuban, and that is literally her accent. Like, she sounds like that. That's an, the, the, for people who don't know, the TikTok is, it, it's a voice augmentation, but she's obviously got like this beautiful accent. It's super sweet. And she's talking for the dog, and she dresses up this uh, great Italian greyhound, this whippet, like, which my dog is a quarter whippet, by the way. A little, little <laughs> tiny, tiny toothpick feet. Um, but this tiny little stupid, I mean, like when I say stupid, I mean in the best way. She's like a Vienna sausage with four toothpicks for feet. And then like, if you made your hand into what looks sort of like a duck, that's what her head looks like. It's just this little, and she puts her in sweaters that have pom-poms on the head, these big, and because they're Instagram famous, crochet and knitting artists like knit stuff <laughs> for this dog. And it's fantastic. It's like things I would wear or things I couldn't wear. And people have taken it and ripped it apart and like let people, let other dogs use it. You're that's, Mm-hmm. See, now we need Daisy to have, a, I couldn't wear it. Oh, Daisy. She hates being dressed up. Yeah. She's oh, a, no. she's she hates it. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she likes to run wild. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm too big. I'm too silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the Very blessing true. and curse of the wine. Yeah. Too, big, too silly. <laughs> that's so sweet. Okay. We're going to hear one more song from Hardened and Tempered. Then we're going to uh, cut our feet and record some exclusive stuff for you. So if you want to see it, Join the Patreon and tell your friends because then we'll make fun of them for you. Wait, what? Yay. We <laughs> <brought up. laughs> or, uh, God bless the internet. Uh, no, I was going to say that uh, we're going to hear one more song from Hardened and Tempered. But if you want to see the exclusive content, join our Patreon now and tell your friends so we can make fun of your friends on our show. And it'll be fun. <laughs> it'll be great. And Kim will be back next week and it'll be back to normal but uh as for now we're gonna hear one more song from hard and tempered and uh you should join our patreon in the meantime and tip them on venmo and paypal hard and tempered ladies and gentlemen thank, thank you, you. this is uh this is the title track of the album this next song is called hold the line and uh i was in New Orleans uh, for work um, and I paid my respects to the grave of Homer Plessy who was a um, civil rights activist uh, who brought the case um, highlighting the injustice of uh, um, separate uh, separation uh, by color unfortunately and unfortunately, um, he thought he could rely on our systems uh, to to earn equality, and instead, the Supreme Court issued a uh, horrific opinion that uh, readily enshrined uh, separate but equal. And it wasn't undone until Brown v. Board of Education in the 1960s. And. Uh, um, I thought it was interesting um, how hard he fought um, so long ago, and uh, just it just was a moment of perspective of of how how much we have to 
uh, keep fighting the good fight and get into that good trouble um, and just keep it going and keep our eyes on the highest horizon. And so it's called Hold the Line. The guns are still And the dead remain Buzzards swarm Where the children play Searching For souvenirs No time to mourn When the new day comes like the essence of coffee in my cup I'm still warm but hollow Hold the line on the high road Hold with the patience for polish and protest Hold the line with full devotion In the ashes, the hearts of precious stone Politicians pray, but they will not listen On their collars are pins and ribbons proof of our tears our calls for help and our cries of pain we raise our arms but for a warm embrace now my friend the enemy and protest hold the line with full devotion in the ashes the hearts of precious stone we swing and step in good company but the road is long Longer than it seems I'll live these days The rest of my years I may tire But I won't disappear I'm a stone That paves the way Oh, the line on the high road hold with the patience for polish and protest hold the line with full devotion in the ashes 
heart's a precious stone in the ashes the heart's a precious stone Ooh. okay i always you know try to come back on here all happy and stupid and silly but i do want to thank you for the impactful uh, music you make and the yeah. content you create is important and like i said earlier honest and we didn't fully touch you you told people like we're talking to a nurse and a lawyer here people these are people who work really hard for things that a lot of people take for granted and uh, i just want to thank you both for not only your contributions to music but your contributions to society and uh just thank you for hanging out with us today Oh, thank you, so thank you for those kind yeah. words. And we're so happy to be here. Yeah. Thank like you. half of my family is in law. The other half is in uh, military or nurse and, and medical field. Uh -huh. And I am blessed to be of a generation of girls. I have all lady cousins. I have all sisters and 80% of the women in my family are all nurses or in the military or lawyers like it's kind of bananas so i really appreciate everything awesome. you do thank you thank you um before we uh cut to the patreon i do want to give uh kim asked a beautiful question earlier and i know because she's good at what she does it's one of those questions that she knows the answer uh and well, we all know the answer here but we'd love to be able to shout out your incredible foundation kim wanted to know uh, as a duo, you do have you do a lot of benefit shows for nonprofits and various foundations. Which foundations hold a special place in your heart personally? Ah, well, I think personally, um, our foundation holds a very close place in our heart. It's um, a nonprofit we founded at the end of 2016 called Songs for the Soul, and um, the mission is to support the well-being of frontline healthcare workers um, and society's um, caregivers in general. And um, we do that through storytelling, through music, and we have programs that we offer to them um, to help them process their, their emotions, the grief, the trauma they experience uh, doing caregiving work. And then we pair them with songwriters who put their stories um, into music to help them move through the emotion and uh, their grief and loss um, at the next level through music. That's fantastic. ATX uh, Songs for the Soul. So be sure to yeah. uh, check that out. Uh, donate in any which way you can. Uh, Kristen, is there an organization that you guys have done a benefit show for or particularly that you would like to showcase? Um, well, I mean, we spend a lot of our time working on Songs for the Soul. So that's usually where our extra efforts go. But um, I really think that... Um, uh, organization that there are, are two that um, I think are pretty wonderful. One is called Gideon's Promise, and it's a training program for um, public defenders and um, the Equal Justice Initiative in Alabama. 100%. Gideon's Promise is doing incredible work. That um, if you have the resources to be able to educate yourself and you have the resources to be able to uh, donate to those organizations, please do. They are imperative. Um, and honestly, though the support is very wide, it is always lacking in needs of uh, support. So always please consider donating to ATX, Songs for the Soul, and the other projects we've mentioned today. Like there's, 
Yeah, there we go. Chris put Chris put a bunch of links in the comments on the Facebook page. So if you're listening to this, like please uh, look in the links in the bios. We'll be able to provide those places for you. It's just really important. Like we're all suffering, and I think we, if if you're in the position that you have an extra five or ten dollars to throw somewhere, it'll only make you feel better. There's really, yeah. It. I think the reality of our situation should have been setting with people for a long time, but. Now we're in this beautiful reformative moment where we have, you know, tomorrow we have an opportunity to be different people and we can put our money where our mouth is. And I think that's important. So thank you again for all of your contributions to the awesome Texas community and, and in general, just being awesome voices. So thank you for being here today. Thank, thank you. you for having us. This has been great. And we have a whole couple of weeks sh showed up uh, with, uh, shows so continue to follow us we're gonna be back next week uh, we are gonna film a super secret awesome uh patreon content for you a couple more questions and a song so if you're interested please join our patreon we would love to have you in the family uh we do really treat you all like family it feels very much like that um being a midwestern middle child i've definitely asked family for money so it's not that weird um i we just really appreciate you all thank you for joining us tonight we're gonna cut this feed join us on patreon uh thank you kristen and, and uh, Carolyn, we will see you all uh, next time. Okay, head over to CIMP.live and get your bonus videos, photos, merch, and more. And remember, give the podcast a five-star rating. Every rating helps these artists get discovered by new fans. Find all the full videos and past podcasts at musicfirsthand.live. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>